From Saundersfoot to Silver for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. 197 new cases of coronavirus have been recorded in the Hewaldar Health Board area according to yesterday's figures. Public Health Wales data showed there were 55 new cases in Pembrokeshire, 102 in Carmarthenshire and 40 in Ceredigion. Public Health Wales has issued a reminder of the risk of coronavirus transmission at mass gatherings and large events as festival season gets underway. With cultural festivals, sports events and other mass gatherings restarting following restrictions being eased, Public Health Wales is keen to reiterate that COVID has not gone away. Dr Ellery Davies, Incident Director at Public Health Wales, said as restrictions ease across the UK and festivals and other mass gatherings start again, we're aware that many people will want to attend and enjoy Enjoy them after many months of being unable to do so. As expected, following the move to alert level zero, case rates in Wales have risen and are currently over 200 cases per 100,000. While the vaccination programme has reduced the levels of hospitalisation and fatalities, the virus is still circulating in our communities. Gaynor Davies, chair of the Pembrokeshire 50 Plus Forum, is aiming to make the county a more inclusive place for people to grow older. The forum is working towards helping Pembrokeshire become an age-friendly community that is inclusive and a beneficial place to live and grow older for everyone. The forum said we want to ensure the right provisions and services exist to enable people to be part of a vibrant, supportive and user-friendly community. The 50 Plus Forum represents the voice of older people in the development of service provision in Pembrokeshire and is looking for new members from across the county to join and be part of shaping a better future. For more information or if you would like to attend a meet and greet in September you can email pembrokeshire50plusforum at gmail.com or call 07708 678 The use of fossil fuels to heat newly built homes in Pembrokeshire and across Wales will end from October 1st as the Welsh Government commits to renewable energies and cutting-edge technologies. They say homes will need to reach the highest energy efficiency standards to reduce carbon use during build and when inhabited. Under the new rules, developers will also need to consider recycling and food waste storage. The ambition is for private developers to also adopt the new requirements by 2025. Wales currently ranks number three on the World Recycling Leaderboard, but is striving for a zero-waste future. The Welsh Government says it's committed to building 20,000 high-quality, low-carbon homes for rent over the next five years. It is claimed that the new standards also favour good design and generous space. People will be able to live well within their homes. This is not only aimed to boost well-being and keep communities together, but to respond to the changing needs of residents, such as ample floor space to ensure adaptations for older and disabled people which can be facilitated. I'm Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Get into Pure West Radio.
Well, a very good evening and welcome to the second half on Pure West Radio. It's Pure West Sport, a fantastic first hour of the show once again. Great job from the guys. We're here with G&G Builders. We are live right now on the Facebook page and you can get involved with the show. And we've got so much to get through between now and nine o'clock. We've got the latest sporting stories to talk about from across Pembrokeshire and beyond. And we'll be joined by Andrew Salter, who last Thursday in inspired Glamorgan to a Royal London one-day cup title with an outstanding three for 42 and he chipped in with the bat as well he may well want to compare medals with our very own Fraser Watson who helped Sam Ryan clinch the division three title on Saturday and has been celebrating ever since plus uh, we'll hear from Nail and Sean Hannon as they pip Lorenny in an exciting finish to take the division one title football to get through as well and you can join in with your comments on the Facebook page let's give the first word to the division three title winner Fraser evening how are you thank you very much Ben yeah very happy obviously it worked out well for us the club on, on Saturday 10 till day mine but but we got over the line but you know just reflecting I think the season as a whole it was a dramatic day Saturday actually at the top and bottom ends of a lot of leagues and I think the feedback from this, this first full season back has been really good for everyone win-lose cricket has come in it's added a dimension we had a fascinating finish in so many leagues so yeah obviously very pleased from our point of view but also f- for everyone I think it, it's been a great season of cricket in the county Oh, that's brilliant. It was an exciting finish. So looking forward to, to talking more about that to, to Sean Hannon and Nayland. Bill, your, your thoughts on the, the cricket season? It's, it's incredible, really. And, you know, we're, we're nearly at the end of August, about to head into September. It's, it's amazing the cricket season is done and dusted, isn't it? Oh, it's flown, Ben. And I made no apologies for being a traditionalist, but I welcome this year the uh, choice to have uh, no draw, a win-win situation. It's been very refreshing. And it was great on Saturday to see. I watched Nayland uh, push out Lorenny. Lorenny should have won that, really. But there were so many tense games. I mean, um, St. Ishmael stayed up by beating Narbeth away. Whitland were faced with losing to Criselli because Criselli needed three runs off the last over. Took a single. Scott Newton got a hat-trick. They scored a single and the last ball was hit straight to a fielder who misfielded and they scrambled the victory. If if that had tied, Whitland would have stayed up. Because of that one slight misfield, they're now in Division 2. And it was echoed right across the county. Fishguard, back in the league, won Division 5. Llan Ryan had their successes and Langham won in uh, Division 2. Pembroke Dock go into the first division for the first time, I would think, in 50 years. So it was an epic end of season. Uh, on Saturday morning, I spoke to Fraser and Gordon, and I was convinced there'd be no cricket. I was up in Fishgar and my leisurely coffee when I phoned up and found the teams were not already changed and raring to go. It was amazing. Yeah, so it's a good way to end. Gordon, you're in the studio with Fraser. Has he got his medal with him? Yeah, he's got it around his neck. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, listen, Gordon, a word from you as well. It's been an exciting cricket season, hasn't it? But, um, you know, as that comes to an end, we've got football back up and running in, in Pembrokeshire again. So the sport doesn't stop, does it? No, I, I echo Bill's sentiments. The cricket season has been, a, you know, 
we needed that in our lives, to be honest with you. And it's been a good season, 18 weeks plus of cricket. And uh, it was an exciting climax, as Bill has just spelt uh, out. Um, the football season is now on the brink of starting, the Pembrokeshire Football League. We have uh, we have the fixtures for the first month. Also, Haken United actually won in the FAW Trophy mm. away again, 2-1 again, and a, another comeback. Uh, they've drawn Monmouth Town away on the 11th September, which will be a tough trip against the Kingfishers, but Haken will be up for it. Not far from me, that one either. That might be worth me heading down to watch. Okay, that that's good to hear. And last week on the show, the three of you were all going to watch three different cup finals, weren't you? Uh, Fraser, you you go first. You were you were adjudicating the man of the match, weren't you? Uh, in the the Joe Lennon game, which uh, Haken won four one against Sir Branston. How did that go? Did you upset anyone? No, no, no. I think it was quite a clear choice at the end. Ryan Wilson was outstanding, but yeah, it was a good night. And you know, and I said it at the time during the presentations, it wasn't just about a great man of Haken. It was about a great man of Pembrokeshire football and beyond and there was a good crowd there again and you know to almost echo the sentiments we just talked about the cricket it was nice just to have that traditional annual occasion back and it was actually a lot more interesting final than usual hey can usually walk it I think that's Nine of the nine of the ten competitions they've won now. Of course, they had that FAW Trophy game on the Saturday, so played very much a second string side against the Branson. And Branson took an early one 0 lead. So for a while, we thought we might actually get a, a new name on the trophy for the first time since 2011, but didn't quite turn out. But it was a more competitive final, and it was well attended. So yeah, very good time down there. Good stuff, Bill. Did you manage to watch the game on Friday? Yeah, I did. And talking about that uh, game, um, what was interesting, Gordon and I actually adjudicated the man of the match in the first ever one. And uh, the winner of the man of the match was Joe's son, Joff. So it was quite a memorable occasion, Gordon, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, but it might have been, been the second one, actually, was it? Was it? No. Well, we, Joff, well, Joff scored the, the winning two. penalty in the first one. In the first yeah. one, that's right. And yeah. uh, I watched um, Goodick beat Sechred, as I said, an entertaining game. Sechred had an early penalty, which they scored. Goodick were pushing like mad and then scored two goals quite quickly through Reese Darling uh, and uh, Nathan Green. And then um, Luke Haywood scored a cracking, glancing header to make it 3 1 half time. He scored a goal in the second half as well, and so did Sheckford, but it was a cracking game. They don't have a man of the match there, but Brian Morris presented the trophy, and as he said, a lot of money has been raised. Fair play to Sheckford. Every one of their players brought a fair bit of money with them, and they they raised nearly £150 towards the SA school in Portfield in Hanford West. Brilliant. And it was a large sum raised as well, so well done, Goodick, for that. Yeah, and the other game, I don't know, Gordon, did you make this one? It was Hundleton I didn't make it, I didn't make it, but Moncton played uh, Hundleton in the Stevie Callan uh, Memorial. Um, I know that his son Jamie actually uh, put his boots back on and had a, a little cameo uh, appearance. He's probably still stiff now. Out of retirement again. <laughs> Out of retirement for about the 10th time, Jamie. Uh, but no, it was a, a great occasion where I was told about it. Um, it, it finished uh, 4-2 to Hundleton so Hundleton have just come into Division 1 this season as well I believe Fraser that's right yeah back in there back, back in, in Division there, 1 yeah. so uh, uh, Moncton will have to uh, improve uh, because they lost to the bridge as well the other week so uh, they, they'll need to get back uh, to winning ways down in Moncton Lane but it was a great occasion I know they raised a lot of money for charity as well for sepsis uh, it was the main uh, 
because poor old Stevie Callan died of sepsis. Yeah. They uh, they raised a, a certain amount of money for that, and um, uh, it was a, a lovely occasion for everybody to remember a, a good player and a, a good friend of mine. To be honest with you. Oh, that's great. Okay, listen, good to hear that football's back in full swing as the cricket season winds down in an exciting climax in Pembrokeshire. We'll, we'll have more on that before uh, nine o'clock. Just, just something we should mention, actually. Uh, Fraser, we, we spoke to uh, Matt Bush on the show, didn't we? He was all set to represent uh, GB uh, in the Paralympics. The opening ceremony is tomorrow for the, the Tokyo Games. He was due to compete in the taekwondo and was a real good chance of a medal, but he uh, won't be taking part. He's had to pull out with an injury today. No, terrible breaking news this morning, actually, Ben Fearham. He missed out on Rio, remember, with injury and rectified that and was going as one of the gold, certainly a medal favourite and a potential gold medal chance uh, to Tokyo as well. We spoke to him on the show, we saw how determined he was and the news has come that it injured his ACL and will have to fly home today and then, and it's terrible news for him you know, to, to miss two Paralympics now. It's, it's, it's a shattering blow and and you know, we hope he's still young enough that it's still time to go again in Paris in three years' time, and I really hope he can. But it, it, it was devastating news. I feel really sorry for him. And, and he was maybe part of history as well. You know, the first time para taekwondo has ever been in the Paralympics. Yeah. There was that dimension as well. So, no, my heart goes out to him today, certainly. Yeah, we send him all, all our best, Gordon. It, it, it's a, a real shame, isn't it, when, when that, this sort of thing happens. It's part of sport, but it, it's not easy to take, is it? No, he's a dedicated athlete, uh, Matthew. Whatever he uh, does, he puts more than 110% into it. And any athlete who gets pulled up just before a big event like the Olympics, Paralympics, it's just devastating, isn't it? Let's yeah. hope he'll be uh, fit again to uh, regain his world title. I think that may be next year, so he's got time to recover and hopefully uh, get back to that and win it what a fantastic thing the Paralympics will, will be though Bill I, I've, I've missed waking up to the Olympics in the, in the morning and we, we got used to that didn't we you know waking up start of the day with some great sports so the Paralympics kicking off this week is a, is a really good thing isn't it I will never ever forget the London Paralympics no. Gordon Fraser and I went with Mark Vincent at my web manager Gordon's web manager and it was a day to remember wasn't it good oh, superb uh, we saw Jacob Thomas compete, yeah. but we also saw some table tennis we saw some sit down volleyball yeah. it was just amazing I could have spent the whole fortnight watching it and uh, it's a body blow he's a he matters he's a tough cookie he'll come back I'm sure but to, to miss out twice like that is Absolutely cracking because he's a, he's a character, yeah. man. He's got a great sense of humour. Mm. When I interviewed him for an article, and I said, you know, do you mind me asking how you got your arm? You lost your arm, and he said, yeah, I was out uh, abroad swimming, and a shark took it off to me. And I said, oh god, that must be awful. And he said, you don't. I won't use the swear word. Uh, <laughs> I was born like that. My umbilical cord was wrapped around the arm, and that's it. Never grew, and that's 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 him. So he'll come back. And uh, let's hope we'll be cheering him on in three years. As Fraser said, at least it's three years, not four. So there's a little consequence. Yeah, I'm yeah. so pleased you mentioned um, Jacob as well, Bill, because uh, what a brilliant Paralympian Jacob Thomas was. And, and you, you followed in, in the botch of the three of you. And we had the, the pleasure of interviewing him as well, Bill. Oh, many and times. I'm sure that, I'm sure that yeah. Fraser and Gordon have as well. But it, yeah. it's, it's almost, we, we can't mention the Paralympics from a Pembrokeshire yep. perspective no. um, without a, a mention for Jacob because he, he was just inspirational, wasn't he? It's it's a pretty poignant time because I keep in touch with the family and Mike and Caroline and Polly. This time now, 
is quite poignant for them. You know, I spoke to them last week and they're keeping cheerful, but it, it just brings back all the memories, you know, the yeah. great times. I'll never forget, boys, when we walked into that huge hall going in, thinking we're in at last, and Caroline came up with some uh, uh, tickets for us and, and bits and pieces, and they were over the moon. And to see him come out in his wheelchair with a fanfare, cool as a breeze, I'll never... I, I told you, I put that with Fedra at, at uh, Wimbledon yeah. uh, and watching, you know, watching sort of the New Zealanders at Cardiff as well. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad we've mentioned Jacob this evening yeah, to say that with the Paralympics yeah. coming, it's fitting that, that, that we do so. And we're going to talk to Andrew Salter in just a few moments. What a Thursday night he had at Trent Bridge. wonder if he celebrated as hard as Fraser and the Slam Ryan boys have done all this weekend. But, but we'll find out in just a sec. We should say as well, um, part run returned in Haverford West on Saturday morning. 196 people took part in that. So that's great to see that back up and running. Um, Fraser, Gordon, Bill, any, any of you give it a go on Saturday? Did, didn't make it this Saturday, but I'll give it a serious, uh, serious consideration. Now with cricket out of the way for this one coming, certainly. It was great, yeah. great scenes, actually, the photos, yeah. to see it so packed, really. Yeah, I was thinking about it, but I was still stiff from my rehab gymnastics and messing about <laughs> in the gym from Friday. I told I'm you to be still, careful on the pommel horse. Bill. Yeah, my calves my calves are still aching from Friday, all the disco dancing we were doing and stuff. Too many somersaults, Bill. Excellent yeah. stuff. Um, and, and just a quick note from, from stuff we've seen happen over uh, the weekend. Gordon, in, in the Premier League, man, you held at Wolves. Liverpool no, won no. again, didn't no, they? No, we weren't held at Wolves. We were held at Southampton. Held at Southampton, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And deservedly so as well. Um, uh, Southampton with the better side on the day, I will say that. United went back to, uh, I don't know what sort of formation, but Martial and a few others were a bit under the weather. They should have nicked the three points at Southampton. And uh, uh, Wolves, uh, was Tottenham beat Wolves? With, Mighty uh, Spurs won again, yeah. Yeah, was uh, it a penalty? Mm, yeah, I think so. It was but given, it was, wasn't it? It was given, <laughs> and the guy put it in the net, so it must have been 1 0 then. Yeah, we'll take a 1 0. And Liverpool Swansea won was... 2 0. Bill yeah. will tell us all about that one. They did enough, Bill, didn't they? It's early days, isn't it? It doesn't matter. It's early days. I'm already sick to death of watching all the prancing and preening on it. <laughs> they score a tapping goal from three yards, and they run up the field, kiss the badge. Yeah. And the next minute they get an extra two hundred million from somewhere, and they go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I, see, Swan- I see Swansea had a good win though. Saying that uh, most of the sides are too physical for United, they're kicking mm. them and you yeah. know causing yeah. too many injuries. Yeah, United gone soft, Ben. Uh, it's the it's the way, isn't it? Fraser happy with Swansea's one 0 win at Bristol City on Friday night. Yeah, have to be for all the talk of walking progress, working progress. It's become quite a concerning start when it was no win in the first three. I went to the horror show um, Stoke the Tuesday before the Joe Allen Liam Cullen derby didn't quite turn out as, as we planned, but so to win at Bristol was vital and hopefully up and running now. Yeah, that 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 was really good, no doubt about that. And I'm, I might trigger Bill a bit here, but Gareth Bale scored his first Real Madrid goal for two years. Last night they drew three all with Levante. And well done, Garrett. Keep it up while you're there, mate. Good stuff. There, right, listen, we will take a moment and then we will talk to Glamorgan's Andrew Salter, fresh from winning that one day title in a great game at Trent Bridge last Thursday evening. You can get involved as well. Leave us a message on the Facebook page and get involved on social media. Hashtag Pure West Sport. It's Monday evening and we are here with G&G Builders. The power of radio. Bad weather. At the racetrack. In the shower. Oh, sorry. All things that never actually happened. While listening, you pictured them all, didn't you? You see, radio uses the theatre of the mind. 
it has a one-to-one connection with every person listening. So, if you want to get your business message across, then there is really no more intimate, creative or cost-effective way than using radio. So to find out more about advertising on Pure West Radio, email studio at purewestradio.com. And we won't send our fire-breathing, water-boiling, toaster-popping crowd over to see you. Yeah, and once again, that's not real. Radio advertising. Try it today. Lots going on here at Johnson Garden Centre. Now we are open from 9.30 till 4, Monday to Saturday, and 10 till 4 on Sundays. We have supplies of plants arriving on Tuesday nights every week, alongside huge stocks of composts. We also have 35 crafters showing their products, everything from jams and chutneys to jewellery and greetings. We are a major supplier of flow gas, coal and logs, so we cover all your needs for barbecues, fire pits and caravans. We are also the largest supplier of paella pans in Wales, along with a huge range of wicker baskets. Johnson Garden Centre has hardware and you'll be amazed at the selection on offer from nuts and bolts to building plastics. Being open seven days a week, we are always there for our valued customers in Johnson, right by the station. Join us every Friday for the 2.30 kickoff as Haverford West County take over Pure West Radio to bring you the latest news and developments direct from the Bridge Meadow. Team news, transfers, new signings and the latest changing room gossip from the Cymru Premier side. Miss the final whistle? Well, listen to the Haverford West Bluebirds podcast by visiting purewestradio.com. Our club, our county, our community. Haverford West County AFC. Introducing MyPems, the online marketplace for independent sellers in Pembrokeshire. Looking to take the hassle out of marketing and selling your products online? Want to reach new audiences or customers whilst being part of a bigger community of local businesses and retailers? Then check out MyPems.com. We're only a click away and could be the answer to taking the stress out of selling your products online. So whether you're a shop, an independent artist or maker, connect direct with customers and join a growing movement looking to buy locally at MyPems. For the perfect solution, contact Lillian and the team at MyPems.com. Pure West for you, I guess you moved on really easily You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world And good for you, I guess that you've been working on yourself I guess the therapist I found for you, she really helped Now you can be a better man for your brand new girl
It's Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Plenty still to come before nine o'clock. We'll look back on the final day of the Pembrokeshire Cricket League season. Uh, but right now, we're going to talk to someone who had a, a pretty good Thursday last week at Trent Bridge. Fraser, I'll let you introduce our next guest from one title winner to another <laughs> yeah the second biggest uh, cricketing story on POS tonight is it but no no he's a guy who anyone who has followed cricket especially Glamorgan shouldn't need any introduction after last Thursday and that's obviously Andrew Sultan fresh from the Royal London one day cup win man of the match as well Andrew got to ask you you've been in big occasions before I think you and Michael Hogan the only survivors of the 2013 final 2014 sorry you've been in 20, T20 finals day as well but the difference this occasion you're part of a group a squad that's got over the line and got the silverware how's it felt yeah, I'm glad you used the the word fresh. Um, I think I don't, I'm not sure if I'm quite feeling fresh. I've been I'm, ironic. I'm getting, I'm getting this slowly. Um, yeah, what a day out! Um, amazing, as you said. I've been on the back end of that. You know, on uh, 2013, just losing out there, and the same with T20 Finals Day, where it was a bit agonisingly close to try and get to the final. So, yeah, having felt those sort of tough losses, because you know they can just be such a special day. To yeah, to to win the game was just amazing. I think some of the pictures. Um, and some of the yeah the film just did it justice because yeah I think we all just went a bit nuts really it was it was awesome and obviously not just about the team and the group as well speaking of yourself for a moment couldn't have worked better three wickets you contributed with a bat before that man of the match as well and, and I have to ask you how many times have you practiced that ball that got Alex Leash <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know I was, to be honest uh, I think I well, I tried to bowl that ball as many times as I can and sometimes you just got to hope that. You know, there's a little bit of grip on the surface. Um, and then, as you said, when it is, then it's a matter of inches, millimetres sometimes, where sometimes you just miss the off Sometimes, uh, Other times it just clips. And it was just one of those days where it just clipped the stump. And um, I think all the boys were ecstatic. I just spun one, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and one of the things that I thought was pretty amazing your three wickets weren't sort of tail enders having a go with late runs. I mean, you talk about that guy there. He's third in the uh, number of runs, top run scorers in the whole competition. And then uh, the other guy who opened with him, I've forgotten his name now, not Charles, what's his? Clark. Clark, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's the top. He's got 642 yeah. runs in nine games. I mean, that's pretty special. And then the third guy you had for a duck, he's one of the overseas players, isn't he, Beddingham? That's right, yeah. Um, Safkin lad who who um, tried to hit me out of Nottingham um, in one of his first couple of deliveries, which which is pretty impressive to be fair to try and go for it. And um, I'm I'm fortunate that he didn't quite get it because I think it'd yeah. still be going if he did. But I mean, to get three on, you know, of that caliber, yeah, I mean, and you might have it to set the tone, you. didn't it? Really, it set oh, the tone yeah. for how the game were, went. Bill, they they were key with their progress because they were looking good, weren't they? Yeah. You know. 
yeah, I couldn't have asked for for a better start, really. Um, like with any big game, you do have that uh, that excitement, those those nerves. Um, I just wanted to start well, as you said. They were just starting to build that partnership. Hogs always keeps it tight up front. Hogan, the veteran, um, and then yeah, you know they've done that throughout the comp, and it's been my role then to sort of try and continue that pressure and and hope that they try and hit out and you know re- relieve some of that pressure and and yeah, just. It went to plan those those wickets all got us ticking, but then that's the that's the game of fifty over cricket. So ebbs and flows where you know they started to build a partnership there um, between Bancroft um, and Dixon there, and you know even in the field you're feeling like okay they're picking up momentum again, and we just knew that you know we were just that one chance, two chances away from from really getting into the game, um, and, and likewise um, in our innings it was probably quite similar when we lost Carlson. Um, and, a couple, and a couple of wickets there. There's always that time you're feeling okay. You know we need to steady the ship, or we need another partnership or two here just to try and get us to what we feel is a competitive score. Um, so, so that yeah, that's the beauty of 50 over cricket. It sort of ebbs and flows, and it, and it, and you're never sure throughout the game. So even in the fielding team, you know we, we never felt like you know this is this is our game, um, and, and we just wanted to try and stay on top of things really. And how were you feeling? How were you feeling at the halfway stage? Because you got two nine six on the board, and that was actually down to some pretty good contributions down the order as well. It, it felt like a score that could be enough, but you, you had to do it in the field and you had to bowl well. Was that was that the mood when when you went out to field? Yeah, I think that, um, as you said, like it's hard to know what's par really because it always depends on how you bowl and how you field. But um, we did feel that we had a bit of momentum going into. Sort of our innings because our bowling innings because as you said Hogue's got a couple of weight at the end there we bowled that that no ball um, we just had a couple of sort of late low, low order blows um, and it, I don't know just watching it just felt like are oh, we picking some late you know late boundaries at the right time um, and then we get into that three hundred mark where before I went into bat I spoke to Carson about what sort of total we want to go for and it's quite easy sometimes to think okay aim for sort of two eighty. Um, and then you know 300 if we're there, and but it was clear from him that he wanted 300 from us um, it, as early on before I went out there. So I was I was pretty much going out there knowing, okay, I'm, I need to try and play in a manner here that will get us to 300, not anything sort of below. So I suppose that's why there was a some attacking shots and aggression from us to try and get there. And as you mm-hmm. said, with with some of the other lads to chip in at the end, it was a it was just a great team performance. I think those days feel special when. You know, you have that team performance. It's not just one or two guys having a, a, a day out. Um, there's contributions across the whole team. And you could see that in the celebrations. Gordon, come on, you, you come yeah. in. What, what was the mood before the game, Assault? You know, you talk about the ebb and flow while you're playing, but what, what was the real game plan? And before you went in, were you confident you could win? Or was it, boys, let's get out there, do our best, and we'll get a result? What was the sort of uh, talk before the game? Yeah, f- f- funny enough, in, in in the morning I did uh, a radio piece and uh, the word expectations came up. Um, mm. And it's not really something that, as a team, we dwelled on too much. Um, we didn't really want to expect too much or too little from the opposition, but likewise, we didn't want to expect too much from ourselves either. Um, we just wanted to keep it really simple, um, just play the game, try and like the, the, all the cliches if I had a cliche book I'd get it out you know but like we, we, we were really trying to just stick to like the processes and keep it as basic as possible because as you said as soon as you come against these these uh, these opportunities where emotion nerves excitement everything's just really high 
Yeah. Um, actually, having just a simple process, or if, if it's as if it's as simple as just you know trying to really watch a ball and like like um, with me probably trying to hit for a boundary more often than not, you know, it just helps clarify things. And during those moments, um, clarity is not always uh, easy to come by. Okay, let me go to Fraser next, and then Bill. <clears throat> yeah, so obviously there was a different to the occasion this time around we talked about the previous finals you were involved in there in T20 finals day and the last one day cup affair and there was big build up to that you knew a long time in advance that you were going to be there obviously a date was fixed on a Saturday there was maybe more eyes of the world on it because it was on a weekend on this one you only beat Essex shortly before we came on this show last Monday so there was no real time to dwell on a semi-final win or, or look forward to a final was there it was bang bang you literally had just over 48 hours before you were travelling again. Was that a help or a hindrance? You know, there wasn't time to build up any tension, to maybe dwell on history, and you just literally had to go almost turn around and go straight back out there? Or would you have liked a bit of time to, to have soaked in the semi-final and relaxed a bit? Great question. Um, we'll never know, I suppose. Um, no, I, I didn't feel there were too many sort of fatigued, or there, there weren't any fatigued bodies out there. It wasn't, there wasn't any stage of the game where I felt off, you know, as a field and outfield, whatever, we're just lacking a bit of energy. As you said, that is because of it's a big occasion, and as a whole, we had a young squad, you know, a fairly inexperienced squad. So, though that nervous energy was, you know, quite a pound, and sometimes that does help in the field because guys are buzzing around and they're backing up and they're throwing their bodies in the field. So, um, we definitely weren't taking any fatigue into the game. Um, so, so it wasn't sort of too cramped that that was making an effect. Um, how long to think about a game? To be honest, I, I feel like. With most players, it's normally the, the night before or the morning of the game where it becomes a bit more real. Um, it could be actually warming up in the game. You start getting some of your pads and your kit ready and you start feeling more of those butterflies, especially, well, I can only probably talk um, about myself, really, and I only feel like it, it gets real when you turn up at the ground, when you start going for your match day preparations. That's when you feel like, OK, you know, this is about to happen. Yeah, i I, I got to make sure I'm ready for the game ahead. So it'll be different for different people. Um but as you said, the, the games came in quick enough that we couldn't think about it too much. And yeah, it's just a matter of getting on with it. Bill? Yeah, and take, I take you back to a little while ago when we were chatting and you were saying about the season was on a sort of a knife edge in some ways for you. You were captain in the second side a fair bit and you wondered about, because we all professional players, you've got to think about contracts and things like that. It's been a dramatic change around for you because if there were other games like that now, you'd be one of the first ones on the list. Uh, have you had your cap yet? Um, I haven't been capped, no. Um, yeah. Why? I've spoken to you before about the, these milestones I'm trying to achieve, um, especially in four-day cricket. And I suppose the, the history and what comes with being capped is, you know, predominantly from four-day cricket. I'm close to that first fiver I have been a couple of times mm -hmm. um, clo close to the first hundred so as you said there's these things that I'm you know really passionate about and really want to achieve um, and winning winning the this one day cup just being part of a winning Glamorgan team mm -hmm. um, is something really special I not not just for myself but just being able to enjoy the last couple of days with, with family and friends I, I suppose that's what makes it such a an awesome experience um, you know if it was just me, you know, going back and not celebrating it with the team, with everyone. If it's just like, you know, going back to a hotel on your own, it's, it's never going to be the same. What what makes it so special are those those moments that you share, I suppose. But it's yeah, yeah it's, it's only half eight, so I, I won't get too deep and meaningful for you. <laughs> <laughs> Were mum and mum, dad, and James there watching you? 
Um, they were watching uh, me from afar, so they weren't able to get to the game. Um, yeah. But I could hear them when I took my first wicket, that's for sure. <laughs> Question for me, actually, it was great to see you have an impact on a final, a spin bowler taking some wickets in the final and really impacting. Why are we seeing, why are we seeing spin being so important in white ball cricket, Andrew, do you think? Well, and, and, and then that extends, why are we maybe struggling to see spinners making their mark on the, the test level and in red ball cricket? Because the, the value you can bring to white ball cricket is huge right now. Any thoughts on why that would be? Um, it's, it's probably a, a topic we could talk about all, all evening, especially Bill. Bill would love to talk about, uh, talk about that for the rest of the night. Um, what does it come down to? It comes down to the types of wicket we, we play on, um, opposition, how they play it tactically. As you said, 50 over cricket, there's a lot more time in the game. So as a spin bowler, it's a quite a tactical game of how much risk the batsmen take. Um, where do they take? There's always a boundary option um, for a, lot, a, a large period of my spell because there's an extra guy in the ring as opposed to having just five out in T20 cricket. So that whole joust between that batsman taking that boundary option, if we get a wicket, we're in the game, they want to tick over you know, the run rate of maybe mm-hmm. sixes or whatever. I'm trying to get them below that. So you're sort of playing this game of chess a little bit. And um, yeah, when the wicket's good and the, bat- and the batting team get on top, it can be a tough place to, to bowl. Um, but if there is a little bit of assistance there, then that's where spin can can really play a part. So um, yeah, it it is interesting. You, but I suppose the less amount of overs you play, the less amount of time, mm-hmm. um, the the more attacking the batsmen are going to be. The more you really do want to get some assistance from the from the pitch or you know bowl the right right option. So yeah, it's a, it changes game to game. We'll see that in in the hundred and, and different formats like that. Now you can see a spinner really you know winning a game for for the team, and then the next day they're in the tough day out in the office because it's a it's a good wicket and the batsmen just you know they've got their eye in so it's a yeah it's a tough one to to nail on really go on and Fraser speaking of that 100 competition actually so I did want to touch on that so I'd argue it's been a blessing in disguise for you Glenmorgan guys who weren't involved with the Welsh Fire because obviously it didn't get in the way of the Royal London campaign I know Durham actually brought two players in almost quite controversially on on the eve of their match who had been involved in the 100 but you know you you did mention we spoke earlier in the year the possible chance for a wild card this year that that didn't happen but is that something that you've got your eye on as an ambition for next year now he's definitely returning something you'd like to be involved in yeah absolutely and maybe even more so now um mm. you said yeah. I had a couple of good seasons uh the, the t20 stuff with with glam and you know i just felt i suppose my name would have either been close or talked about i'd like to have, like to have thought so anyway so um yeah always a little bit gutting to to miss out on an opportunity like that but having watched this year be it when we're away with a team before a game and you know we might sit down somewhere and watch the game or anything like that um i think it has been a you know a really exciting format um it's it's been you know it's definitely been a spectacle um you can see they've put a lot of resource into it um and and that's with you know current times of maybe not being able to get the best players to travel over to the competition so you know, you give it another year or two with with more of the best players in the world playing, and you know that that's something I want to watch, and I'll be flicking on um, most evenings. Where where I'm probably not someone who watches loads of cricket outside of playing myself. Mm-hmm. So um, f- for me, I find it exciting, and the the prospect or the opportunity to to, to get in the mix to to play against some of these players is is really appealing. Mm-hmm. Well, watch this space. Then I think is, is the message there, Fraser. I don't, I don't know what you say. Go on, Bill. Finish us off. 
Yeah, only just and it's the end of the season now. I've got to ask, you know, what about the winter? You know, I know you told me you weren't likely to be going abroad. Does that still stand? Yeah, I won't be going away. Uh, my better off Lauren and tied down with our dog Colin. That they'll they'll do their best to keep me planted uh, at home. Um, but no, I've 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 really enjoyed my my winters away. I've done four winters away, mm-hmm. two in Australia, two in New Zealand. Um, I think we touched on that yeah. before, um, and I learned so much from from that. Um, living away, working with different teams, working with Jeet and Patel. Um, but as you said, it's it's one of those things. Being six months away, six months continuous seasons is it it can be pretty tough. So. Um, it's nice to get balanced now. We've got a real big month of, of cricket left um, in the four-day stuff. And then I'll be really looking forward to October even more. Good stuff. And, and the I celebration. Think really, I think it's really sweet. He wants to stay on with Lauren. Lauren and Colin. And Colin. Yeah, well, <laughs> Mum will be very pleased. Good stuff. The celebration started on the pitch. They look good. Did they continue afterwards? And when did they finish? No, we had an early night. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was amazing. Just, just a... Yeah, a great bunch of guys, as you said. You can just see the attack. Yeah. You can you can see what it meant to every player on that pitch. Um, Hogs was holding a stump like like a wild man, um, and it was it was utter carnage. Um, <laughs> so, as you, so as you can imagine, yeah, that that sort of um, was all going off in changing. We did our team song, but but what was one of the nicest parts about the day was was the Durham lads joining us um, for a beer in the change room. Um, you know, we we sat we could have sat around. It was probably closer to two hours in the end. Um, talking to various players and and yeah I suppose that's what made the day special to myself and to a lot of the players so yeah credit credit to Durham for 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 their sort of attitude to it all there oh brilliant Steph well, we, we all enjoyed watching mm-hmm. it last week yeah, you yeah, yeah. Pembrokeshire proud well done thank you ever Thanks, so much man. for being with us and we will stick with cricket and look back on a great finish to the Pembrokeshire cricket season on Saturday we'll do that next Andrew thank you for your time welcome yeah. anytime it is Monday <laughs> evening and it's pure West sport Castle Hot Tubs are Wales's largest multi-award winning wellness company based right here in Pembrokeshire offering luxury hot tubs and swim spas to suit every need and budget check out their Pembrokeshire range of hot tubs inspired by the beautiful beaches and coastline of our county at castlehottubs.co.uk A warm welcome awaits at the new showroom on Vine Road in Johnston. Want to win a hot tub for a week? Tune into Pure West Radio every weekday morning at 10.45 and play Where's the Hot Tub for your chance to win. Castle Hot Tubs, the friendly company. Big enough to cope, small enough to care. Get more for your money at O.C. Davis Roundabout Garage, Nayland, the MG dealer for Pembrokeshire. Adventure awaits with 0% APR across the MG range, including the MG HS, the new MG ZS and MG3. Feel the power of electric motoring with zero advance payment on the mobility scheme. And as a thank you to our key workers, you can enjoy a contribution of up to £8,500. Don't forget, all new MGs come with a seven-year warranty as standard. For more information, go online to www.ocdavis.com or call 01646 600858. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire from sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm, only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. 
The Valero Community Update. Follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Search for Pure West Radio. Bubble all night. 
It is Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Big thank you to Andrew Salter of Glamorgan for joining us on the show. Looking back on a fantastic uh, Thursday night last week, Glamorgan beating Durham in that exciting game at Trembridge. It was really good to talk to him. And Bill, the cricket season in Pembrokeshire had a, a really exciting finish. You, you and Gordon were watching as Nayland pips Lorenny for the title, but it was some ebb and flow, wasn't it, on Saturday? It certainly was, and I, I'd sing Sean Hannah and his team's praises because he and Peter Davis, the team manager, their mantra is, we're never beaten till we're beaten. And Sean was in a tricky position on Saturday when Gordon and I talked to him at the tea interval when we shared a few cakes and a couple of tea with him, you could see that he was under a bit of pressure. He was That's the last good. thing anyone would want at that stage in the game. <laughs> but very under pressure. The pain of us <laughs> talking to him. He was right. <laughs> John, what do you say to us? This is a game we can still win. We've got strong bowling attack. And you were right. You must have been dead, Chef, because there was a danger, Ben. Four chances of big trophies, two gone. If they'd lost that, it'd only be the Harris now. So now he's looking for the treasured double in Pembrokeshire of League and Cup. So he can hold his head up. Well done, buddy. Are you thrilled? Of course you are. Yeah, yeah, delighted. Um, probably got to apologise to the pair of you for not being that talkative at half-time. Um, on, on the tea table there but uh, no I deep in thought a little bit um, trying to work out how we take, take the 10 wickets uh, that we needed um, but no uh, please for the lads um, I mean it's evident a couple of times we've been on this show already the volume of cricket the boys have played this year um, and to finally have something um, to show a bit of reward for the boys um, yeah, finally getting that done on Saturday was uh, yeah comforting. It was, it's it, yeah credit to the boys; they deserved it. Let me ask Gordon um, just just to come in because you, you you were there and you and Bill were passing on advice at the, yeah. at the break. Gordon, how did you see it going? Because Nayland got one forty on the, the board. The mood in Nayland, Sean, and a lot of the boys were saying, "Oh, we aren't going to win this. We aren't." Gonna... And that was before you got out there. <laughs> But once Bill and I had had a chat with you, mate, <laughs> you you must have gathered them together and you built their hopes up and it was inspirational that you went out and you bowled them out and you're, you're the league title. You retained the title. It was quite simple as that, wasn't it, Sean? You're taking credit for it, is what uh, you're saying, good. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. yeah. Thanks for that little pep talk. It's, uh, yeah, held us uh, in high regard there. It was good. Sure, oh, you, you, go on, you don't have to thank us, Sean. Uh, Bill and I have been around a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're just, just trying to inspire you, that's all. Yeah, he went in and said, those blinking idiots from <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sport have just told me we've got no chance. <laughs> That's what he just said. Come on, Fraser, bring some sanity. <laughs> yeah, Sean, you, you mentioned you're trying to work out how to take 10 wickets there, but there's actually more to work out, wasn't there? Because we, we took, spoke about the connotations last week. Lorenny, with that 11-point lead, could actually have lost the game and won the title on Saturday. And I think I, I was trying to work out frantically in my head when we were getting the text message and the score records mm. going back and mm. through. I think if they'd reached, correct me if I'm wrong, 120 and only been seven or less down, then the title you'd have ended up tied for the title or something like that. The, the margin of points in the end mm. was only three. Did you have to keep that in your head the whole time as well? It wasn't just about taking ten wickets. Their final score was critical, even if they didn't reach your total. Yeah, it was. I mean, we didn't work that out on the day, you know. Um, credit to Rob Bellaby, our treasurer, our groundsman. Um, he helped me work out a few uh, things in the week, to be honest. So we knew exactly what what was needed. Um, right. You know, when they were seven wickets down, um, we knew that we wanted that eighth wicket um, because you know it, it was a nine point difference leading into the nine, game sorry, not yeah, it was nine yeah. yeah 
it was nine points. So we knew with the 10 points winning, we just needed to match their bonus points. Um, and with us only scoring 140 meant we only had three batting bonus points. Mm. Um, so obviously we knew that it, was, it went down to wickets. Um, and uh, we, we, we were a couple of players liked um, for unavailability, things like that. Uh, but we still had we still had a lot of different bowling options. You know, we had about seven or eight potential bowlers there, um, and uh, yeah, I, I was confident with the varied bowling attack that we were able to get as much wickets that, that we needed. So when they were seven wickets down, um, I think they had to bat something like twenty overs um, and to get to that hundred and twenty mark, which would have been a tall ask. Um, but credit to especially uh, Rob Williams there, um, valiant effort. He uh, he did bat very well. And um, they must have lasted about 15 overs, him and Kyle Marsh. Um, and uh, it got a bit closer. And the fact that they, they're in danger of not even getting 120 runs in the end. Um, and I think that perhaps played on Kyle's, ma- Kyle's mind when he tried mm-hmm. to perhaps hit out a little bit. Um, because, you know, credit to the fielders and the bowlers, they didn't give them an inch, you know. So uh, it was very hard. And obviously, pressure situation the batsman um, yeah they, they struggle to do it yeah can I move on to this Saturday yeah the big games keep coming Bill don't they can you tell us in the strictest confidence if Gary Lloyd's three <coughs> for nine has earned him selection for the final nobody's listening so you can tell us <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have to keep the selection close to my chest <laughs> I, I, I don't even know the, the final 12 uh, myself yet but yes you do yes you do it's probably credit to the to the depth of the squad we've got at the yeah. moment because you know I'd probably reel off 14 or 15 names um, and give reasons why every one of them deserves I, to be I in the place I was told Sean that you should never change a winning side so what do you say to that I saw winning side as well at that it's it's all on availability, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've had the same team from one week to the next, so uh, I don't th- I don't think we can put out the same eleven next week. <laughs> um, last question for me, Sean. Be honest. How many different weather apps did you download last week? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't the only one, but, but... Uh, well, I, I I've learned. So uh, I yeah, keeping a close check on it throughout uh, previous fixtures as well. And like yeah. you check the forecast on the Monday, it's different to a Wednesday, different on the Friday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I must have checked a few Saturday morning and Friday night. Um, but I mean, credit to the Navy ground staff as well. Literally, yeah. we, we, we covered like the whole is it, square. Is it true uh, that they got a nail and rain dance that you do just before <laughs> to try and get the clouds away? Is that true? Yeah. Well, we, what we had to do, we had to, we had to take the marquee down before everyone turned up there because the whole pit was covered. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Well, listen, Sean, um, congratulations. Division one title winners. And, and you had to fight pretty hard for that over the last few weeks uh, with all the big games. So, so well done. Um, thank you for coming on to Pure West Sport whenever we, we've asked. We really appreciate yeah. that. And good luck for the Harris and Allen this coming Saturday. The big games continue. So we'll, we'll look forward to talking about that soon as well. Yeah, thank you for your time and well done. Yeah. Sean, are you in work tomorrow? Yes. I need to pick your brains. I won't keep you long. Okay. <laughs> Excellent stuff, Bill. This is that's really the place to do that. Just sort out your private life. That's absolutely fine. Oh, no, 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 this is to do with sports. <laughs> we, we believe you. Good stuff, Sean. Thank you very much for being with us. Congratulations, Sean. Good luck Saturday. Once again, excellent stuff. Well done to Nayland, Division One uh, champions, of course. Let, let's just have a word just to finish as well uh, from the three of you for Loreni, because you, you you did feel as it went to that decider that the momentum was with them. So 
they'll be disappointed because they would have said you know we've got to chase 140 to win the title so they were very much in the game incredible isn't it it's a mindset let's be honest uh, they were in pole position to go on mm. and knock the runs off quite comfortably with the, for seven, yeah. yeah they mm. should have done it comfortably but pressure that's what does funny things to teams and players and the <coughs> pressure obviously got to Lorraine. Uh, I'm a little bit, you know, disappointed that they didn't go on and win it. It would have been possibly a nice... Uh, they played really well this season and they probably, you know, would have been a nice to have a different name on the trophy. Yeah. But mm. it doesn't work like that. You know, Nayland no. went out there and they, they deserve the accolade. How, how close it is, Ben, they've got exactly the same play records. They won the same number of games, they lost the same and had the same abandon. Yeah. And to win there, and that's down to bonus points. And according, I, part of me, I'm a romantic, I like to see the underdogs win. And I sat, the saddest thing for me, not the players, the old-timers got like Chris Williams, yeah, Lager, yeah, Ozzy yeah. Jones, I sat by them right throughout the first innings because yeah. we were under shelter, the, the Nayland players, are they, there are any players changing rooms? And they were all saying, for them, it was the start of something. They yeah. remember when they won the Harrison <coughs> Allen first time? And, you know, they looked as if they were going to win a 78 for seven, they had it in the bag. Okay, and let me just left, finish with yeah. a, a quick question. Fraser, you can kick us off. Who's going to win the Harrison Allen on Saturday, Nayland or Carey? I always maintain I bat Nayland over two innings against any side in the country, but Carey got a lot of dangerous players. They won that 100 competition the other day with Memorial yesterday, so they're going to shoot quite a, a bit of momentum. So I still favour Nayland, but I think Carey will be very dangerous opposition. Yeah, it was great to hear, by the way. We featured the Alan Davis uh, 100 uh, on the show last week. Great to hear that went really well. Gordon, are you, you backing Nayland or Carey? Yeah, I will back Nayland now they've got there. Carey will will be a difficult side to beat uh, because it's a shorter version game and things can change very quickly. But I think Nayland's experience will just carry him over the line. OK, old romantic Mr Khan? Three out of three, yeah. I mean, over two innings, Nayland are a super strong side. Like the other boys... Kero have got match winners. They really have. Yeah. And if those boys all fire and one or two of the Nayland boys have an off day, you never know. That's the beauty of Harris Nallan there. And okay. the dogs have won before. But if you, if I had to put my last five quid on that, a bit like you with Tottenham last year, and I'm still unpaid your bet, <laughs> then I, I would, I'd have to put that on a Nayland. It's going, going to be, be a great occasion. Final, yeah. Fingers crossed. The weather forecast looking okay for the bank holiday weekend, yeah. but yes. we, we won't speak yeah, too looking, soon. But it, yeah, but it is looking okay. Uh, we should say well done to Hanford West County as well. Nil uh, nil with Cardiff Mountain Friday, but uh, great to see people taking advantage of the free initiative to, to go and watch Hanford West for free um, and a good crowd as well over 800 the official attendance so that that was good to see i know uh, bill gordon you 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 were there uh, that was great wasn't it people got behind the bluebirds yeah 895 people this was the official tweet from Alfred county bill will say there wasn't that many there but there was a <laughs> good crowd there but on saying that daniel summerfield has uh, <sighs> left the bluebirds that's been announced today the defender has got work commitments in birmingham yeah. that's what we're yeah. told so um, i'm just hoping the tns will be a tough ass this saturday so half and west I... will need to be at their best to get anything from the game and can I just say, I've got to finish this, the ironic Mr Thomas is saying about the, the attendance, he couldn't tell you because he's only there for the first 10 minutes and <laughs> then he shut man. off. <laughs> 
I'm only saying what Alpha Dress tweeted, Bill, not me. Yeah, don't, don't you put words in my mouth. Okay, listen, you two, stop bickering. We're, we're at the end of the show. We're not, we're best of So you keep He's saying it. just wrong on this occasion. Fraser, thank you very much. Congratulations once again thank on uh, Sam Ryan and, and a, a brilliant double for the club as well with, with the seconds also winning the Division 4 title. That was a, a yeah, well-deserved yeah. weekend. Yeah. Well done, Sam Ryan. Guys. Yeah, Great stuff. Uh, Gordon and Bill, you two continue your bickering uh, when, when we're done. Enjoy your company. Bicker. If you've got it, if you're there, fair enough. But if you're not there, Steve Callan, I'm going to be there. Look. We've got to go. Ronnie J is next <laughs> on Pure West Radio. From Tenby 